Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to the VVA podcast. My name is Leila Resmain. And I'm Cristina Tumino. And today's episode is number seven, entitled Know Thyself. Yes, Know Thyself is a quite popular uh, saying that uh, kind of um, comes to us from uh, um, the ancient Greek and Socrates, uh, although we can uh, kind of trace it back even uh, further uh, back in history from ancient Egypt, apparently. Um, but I think it's not just a popular saying, just, I mean, there is a reason why it's so uh, important and so popular. Uh, and it's about understanding and knowing who you are. Right. I think it seems to be a kind of foundational wisdom for any kind of person who seeks to be wise and to lead a well-meaningful life in a way. Um, anyone who searches for truth will find this saying very helpful. Basically, we have two different kinds of knowledge so we have the inner knowledge and the outer knowledge so so this i actually talk about this in one of my uh podcasts in the magical parenting um because we have uh these uh what i call the outer knowledge in terms of any knowledge uh, that is related to the um to understanding uh, the world and how it works and uh, how it's important to us to learn how to survive. Like, you know, like animals in some way that they need to learn how things work in the environment so they know how to um, learn and grow and, and, and survive, uh, as I said before. So anything that has to do with, I don't know, language, the way you communicate, culture, and I don't know, even like practical things like uh, from, uh, uh, science uh, and everything that we learn about the world and, and, and history and geography and all this uh, stuff. But we as well have the inner knowledge and that is related to something that is uh, deeper within. It's related to um, our soul. We're all born with this inner knowledge. So we all have a knowledge that is, um, is completely different, has nothing to do with the knowledge of how things work in this life, but it's a bit more about that kind of um, uh, kind of wisdom, as you were saying before, it's something very deep inside and we all have it. And it's like, what kind of determines like who we are and our personality, the, the real personality. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, and that is a quite important thing to uh, discover and learn more about, um, about yeah, yourself and who you are. um... I think it's really important to know that every single person lives, every single person exists in two different worlds. So we have the outer world and we have the inner world. And they are both very important because obviously we are existing in in those places for a reason. Mm -hmm. So we can't just um, forget about one and focus on on the other because it gets rid of that balance that we need as human beings to exist in this world optimally. So that inner knowledge, that inner life is very important because it helps us deal with things on a mental, emotional, but also spiritual, that kind of soul level, instead of just knowing things and facts about the world that we live in. 
Yeah, and I think that's a problem as well with education uh, nowadays because um, the normally mainstream education that is um, imparted in schools, it actually focuses more on the, just the outer world and the outer knowledge. Mm -hmm. And that is actually quite bad, I think, because that means there's no room to understand and to develop that inner wisdom that is the one that actually can guide you and give mm -hmm. direction on what you need to do in this life. And in the outer world and, and all the education that we do in schools is all about understanding, um, I don't know, yeah, geography, history, and all these kind of things is important, it's very important, but it all always kind of um, doesn't consider that other uh, knowledge. So everything is about, I don't know, like um, uh, everything that you can understand with your mind. And unfortunately, that is quite limiting because our mind can understand until a certain point because even our body is a limited body everything that has to do with this outer world is quite limited while the inner world is is completely another level so when we try to understand what we understand just with our minds like in terms of like science and 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 everything that we try to understand with our mind is quite um, again, it's quite limited. We cannot really, really properly understand that concept just with our minds. There is much more than that. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think that is why science is, um, is flawed in a way. And I'm, I'm not saying that it's not important because it is important how the world works because it helps us in creating new inventions that actually help um, and add to the quality of our life for example you know cars and transport and all these different things I mean electricity and all those things they definitely help and we do need the knowledge of that but they don't form a kind of cohesive picture for life they don't give us guidance on how to live life they just give us guidance on how do things work so that we can create things and make things but it's life is not that simple mm -hmm. we do have that inner life and we need to be guided by our souls and in order to do that we have to go beyond the mind which is why the science can't actually give us answers to everything and where many people go wrong is that when science can't confirm something and it can't give us proof then it means it's not real or it's just made up but, but we really, that science can yeah. only go to a certain point yeah. and actually we can go way further with our souls to kind of get that larger understanding that is actually it can help us create that whole wider perspective of the world we live in so yeah. it can actually aid in more inventions it can aid in more discoveries because sometimes you have to go beyond what is rational in order to kind of draw down the things to the kind of the sphere of the mind mm -hmm. so it, for example you know many mathematicians and scientists and physicists they had to at first conceive something that seemed impossible and then they worked on proving that with equations and scientific discoveries. So yeah. first has to come something that's quite irrational in order for us to, in a way, rise up mm -hmm. in that realm. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think, because I think we never, we will never really, really know 
everything and the truth of everything. It's, it's impossible because again, we're very limited. So we cannot know um, the, the, the real thing or the real truth or the real meaning. Even Socrates talk about this. Like actually a wise person is the one that knows to know nothing because we will never really know. And science is more like trying to understand, like, you know, like um, trying to kind of, it's a continuous ongoing, uh, trying to learn and understand and, and discovering because the moment you discover something, then you will actually realize maybe hundred years later that you were you didn't know about these other yeah, things. Exactly, and, then you and it completely changes the picture. We see that in science so many times where things, people invent theories and then those theories are considered as facts until another theory comes out yeah. and then kind of you know overtakes the the preceding one mm -hmm. and then that's the new theory that we see as a fact but really yeah. what these are are just theories mm -hmm. that are basically proven by scientific um experiments it's like, you know, when before years and years ago, we thought that the, the, the earth was flat and everybody thought that. And then somebody working on a deeper level, somebody that was more connected with this inner knowledge managed to get that uh, kind of um, uh, kind of clue. That idea. Yeah. And then started to go and go deeper and understanding and, and knowing and then get into actually a completely new awareness that the earth is not flat and the same thing happened with copernicus when he discovered that the earth revolves around the sun yes. whereas before everybody thought that it was the sun that yeah. revolves around the earth yeah. so we get to see that you know science can be flawed and we are nowhere near the kind of optimal highest point in science where we know everything mm -hmm. it's just that we have enough um i guess technology to prove the theories that we have that to be correct mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that they are because maybe there will be and i'm sure there will be more theories and more technology mm -hmm. and the whole idea of the universe that we can perceive with our minds is going to continuously evolve mm -hmm. and actually again what this means is that no matter how much we know we will always know nothing yeah and i've read um a very interesting book i'm actually still reading it and it is called is atheism dead by eric metaxas and it basically the first part of the book is about how the discoveries of science basically proved the existence of god because there are things that science just cannot explain and when we see how much of a miracle our existence is there is no way that it can be something that just happens for no reason mm -hmm. things are so improbable and there are so many factors that if they were just a, like the most stupidest fraction different there would be no life on earth and they there are it's not just one or two there's just so many and the, it's it's so small the fraction of the difference that it would make to completely then not even be a chance for life to happen 
it's just mind-blowing and what people don't understand is that science confirms this yeah so but if you actually consider like even just looking at nature just looking at nature and i think that's a big problem nowadays because we're getting very more far and far from nature and children don't even know like where does the milk comes from? Like really, like some, okay, yeah, from the cow, but what does it really mean? Or where olive oil comes? Where does it come the olive oil from? Like silly things like that. But the more we get far from nature, the more we actually get distant from this uh, kind of knowledge and from God. Because in knowledge, you can see there is like a, um, how can I call it? Like a divine intelligence in mm -hmm. how things work. Like even the things that a tree, um some trees uh let them have like they spread their own uh, seeds by i don't know if you've seen you know there's uh leaves that actually the seed is in there and then they can fly mm -hmm. farther farther yeah. down so then they can have enough room to then um grow another tree so like every single thing has a specific meaning every single um animal uh, any everything see every single vegetable every single plant everything has a, 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 um, a purpose, a meaning, a connection, uh, everything. There's like, like a proper like kind of structure almost, like as I said, a divine intelligence. And, yeah. and this is quite visible, I believe, like you can see. I think the fact that there is an intelligent design in the world we live in is, is obvious. And again, science confirms this. Mm -hmm. And one thing that science just cannot seem to figure out and probably never will be is the simple idea of how did life come into existence mm -hmm. so it's not even about the universe and the big bang but that's another story where did the big bang originally come from mm -hmm. it couldn't just come from nothing but yet it did right mm -hmm. and another thing is you know how did you know, amino acids turn into a living life. Mm. And this is what science cannot grasp. And they say, oh, well, evolution, evolution. But wait, you're talking about what happened after life started, because that's what evolution is. It's the process after life began. Mm -hmm. How did life begin? And no scientist ever can tell you how, mm -hmm. because we just don't know. No, and I think we, I don't know if we will ever know in this earth because it's, it's a continuous uh, land. I think the purpose is not to understand where we come from, but it's understanding where we, uh, what, what do we need to do in this life? What, what, like it's about learning and growing. That's mm. more the most important thing. And on a, personal, on a personal level, I think the same thing is with medicine. Like medicine, yeah, we have progressed like, the, the average uh, life of a person now is like, I think, 75 years as an average in the world. Um, compared to many years ago, there wasn't even 40. So like, it's, it's a big gap. Like, we're, like we have done lots of discovery. We learned a lot more about our bodies uh, and all this stuff. But I think um, the key when we say about no, no Thai cell is about, because the fact that we are all unique, the more we actually understand uh, how we work, me, Christina, you, Leila, as a person, our body, because it works differently. Although we're all made of bones and muscles and, and everything, we work differently. So the more we know and understand and learn how to listen 
on an individual level to our body, what is telling us, how is supporting us, the more we can actually support science and medicine in a vet, in a proper kind of um, evolutionary way, because it's not just about learning new things, but then being treated all in the same way, then doesn't really help us to really, really grow. Mm. So those tools that help us to learn more about uh, the body in reality can be good, but until a certain extent, because we need to really understand how we work on a personal level, I think. So again, we are there in no thyself self and nobody really knows the, 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 the truth and everything, because everything has many kind of spaces mm-hmm. or aspects or um, areas that we will never really know deeply. And that's yeah. I think is important. The more we connect with that inner knowledge, the more we learn how to move in this outer uh, world. And we will actually find it so much more magical and so much fascinating. I don't actually see the conflict between the the outer knowledge and the inner knowledge because they complement each other in such a beautiful way. I really, really do not see the conflict, but many people are stuck in this way that is either this or that. And it's, you know, we, we live in a very dual, dual world. So it's the kind of like, you know, the where we have spoken about in previous um, episodes about the male and female dynamics, you know, they're completely different, but they harmonize, they work together in harmony. And this is what makes it beautiful. And it's the same thing with the inner and outer knowledge, because what we will find out is that by knowing ourselves, we can understand the world better. We can understand and we can see the meaning of those things. Mm-hmm. in a much better way mm-hmm. so and i uh, think another thing that you actually i think you uh, did mention this in uh, um in one of your articles and i think it's very important to highlight this that inner knowledge and 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 gaining that kind of direction in life has nothing to do with following your heart maybe you want to say something about this it just uh, you know when you were talking about the in an article about following your heart and rather than following your soul. I think this is really important. Thing. Yeah, exactly. So I think the the self-knowledge, when we actually go into it, we will find out that there is a lot more to us than just following our whims. And I think this is where a lot of rational thinkers, a lot of rational people are kind of put off by that idea of like, you know, following your kind of inner calling because they don't realize that there is actually a difference between following your inner whims and your emotions, which is what people usually call a heart. Mm -hmm. So they kind of like follow your heart, go with the flow. But then there is something else, which is you're following your soul. Mm -hmm. And what you will find is that following your soul is not always easy. It's Mm -hmm. actually quite hard sometimes because when you listen to your soul, it will tell you to do things that are uncomfortable Mm -hmm. that put you out of your comfort zone that make you go beyond what you think you can already do Mm -hmm. whereas following your heart is basically following what feels good and that can be very destructive Mm -hmm. they kind of you know go with the flow Mm -hmm. well you know what goes with the flow it's dead fish that go with the flow you know Mm -hmm. real like fish living fish like salmon you know they they go against the current of the river mm-hmm. is the dead fish that go with the flow so mm-hmm. we don't want to be that mm-hmm. we don't want to be that we want to 
push ourselves to be better people not just mm-hmm. to kind of follow the emotions and do what is what feels nice and comfortable and warm and fuzzy because that's not where growth is no and i think as well because emotions uh because they belong of the body uh, mind uh, feelings and emotions is uh, part of this outer world in terms we need it we need it to experience life but the problem is if they lead uh, like for instance you know like uh, because they're more like an impulse so mm-hmm. if when they when they lead like fear or or uh, I don't know um, anger or when they take the lead is actually they leading not our soul so if we go and follow our heart in terms of our emotion, maybe our emotion is telling us like um, that because we are, we are maybe uh, fearful of something, uh, we are actually taking that direction because it's the emotion that is leading. So in reality, we're not doing what is good for us really deeply what we really need, but we're doing what the emotion is leading us to do that is like putting kind of blindfolds or something in front of us rather than the soul what the soul can say one second hold on you're actually acting in this way because you are scared of this so if you are scared of this you are not seeing properly and you're not seeing reality as it is so instead of going to the right direction you're going the opposite direction Mm. that's why it's important to i think not follow your emotions your heart your body and, and, and your mind simply by what you think, I mean, for your understanding of your mind, but following that bigger and uh, wisdom that comes from, from something that is yeah. like the soul. And I talk about that in my other video um, about the body-mind feelings and mm-hmm. how it's basically what you say. So the body-mind feelings is the kind of, the, the source of all of our, our um survival instincts and the kind of primitive desires and things like that and what the body mind feeling seeks to do is to preserve Mm -hmm. so it protects you it wants to stay the same because it wants to keep you safe but what the soul wants is to grow and to learn so that involves you know going into a bit of a danger zone and sometimes, you know, and this is what happens often is the body mind feelings kind of like stops the soul from going there because it's like, no, it's not safe. Mm-hmm. But we have to go into that realm in order to grow and to go beyond that and actually know more about ourselves. Because if we are always stationary and we are always in that same kind of mindset where it's comfortable, we will not learn. We won't know anything about ourselves. Mm-hmm. So and we need both. We need these body-mind feelings to experience life and, and do everything we need to do here in this practical kind of tangible world. And we need the other one to guide. So we need we need both. But as you were saying, it's like the body-mind feelings is kind of um it's like as uh you know the yin and yang that you need the 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 the, the night and you need the the um day, uh women and men and all these kind of dualities kind of kind of in that way although it's not really but gives the idea and the body mind feeling is like kind of a heavier I don't know Mm -hmm. I see in that way it's like a heavier kind of um I don't know if it's a force but it's a bit heavier compared to the 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 soul it's actually comprised of matter right because our bones our Mm -hmm. muscles and all these things and then we have you know emotions which are uh, 
a little less dense, but they're still, they have some kind of weight and then emotions. But what the soul is, the soul is kind of like light, which doesn't really have weight. Mm -hmm. So even though we might think, well, thoughts, they don't weigh anything, but they still, they are comprised of something. They they have volume. They have like a volume, like, like air. Like, yeah. have like a volume and it takes space like like air like gas like these kind and of- another um another good analogy that might help people think of the body mind feelings is to see it as a kind of bad dog that needs to be trained mm-hmm. so uh, most people will have seen dogs that haven't been trained and they are just so incredibly annoying and you know they bark they yeah exactly and it's just it's it's a hassle more than anything but then when you have a dog that is trained it can actually help to protect you and to you know guard you and you know you you can actually use him and he can actually be a very good friend Mm -hmm. this is what the body mind feelings is so then we might think, okay, so how do we train this dog? Mm-hmm. So we have to think of all the three levels that it kind of operates on. So we have the physical body, which is, um, like I said, the muscles, the skeleton. So we can help that through our diet and working out, strength training, and just generally Fasting. keeping our body healthy, mm-hmm. not eating processed foods, given it enough proteins and fats and all the nutrition that it needs. And learning to understand yourself. You know, when we were talking about no, no thyself. Mm-hmm. So this is an aspect of doing that, becoming aware of the body, mind feelings and the soul. So the more you become aware of your physical body, as you were saying, and, and, and the emotional body and, 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 the, and the mental, but the more we become aware of this and, our soul understanding what makes us curious about something the more we understand ourselves mm-hmm. and and in some way i would relate and I, I don't know if that is something that um um can be like you know when we're talking about the the importance of how do you know yourself how do you start to know yourself so that's one aspect understanding about these areas uh, of development of growth that you mentioned as well in one of your podcasts but as well one thing that helped me like greatly immensely was actually numerology because Mm -hmm. uh, with numerology you can understand uh, what uh, kind of energy we vibrate and uh, and with this positive and negative so we understand more about we can start of course although we're all unique and we all work in different ways but those are like kind of main kind of uh, guidance to understand uh, and uh, to give us ideas of how we can it's a tool to understand more for us to understand more how we operate like what our potentials and what our negative sides in some way and the kind of different attributes that we can have and that can potentially help us in life or on the other hand, it can the, the negatives can actually bring us down and um, stop us from getting to where we want to get. So by becoming aware of these things, we can actually make them work for us rather than the other way around and, and, and control them. I think this is the key. So going back to, you know, even the body-mind feelings, mm-hmm. um, I think it's, 
you know, really important to learn about the body and the emotions and the mind and how these things work. And it's that kind of curiosity that's such a great and powerful force because it makes us understand things. And then when we go onto a deeper, more kind of metaphysical level with numerology, we can find out about, you know, the traits of our character and what tendencies we have. Mm. And then again, we can learn and develop a kind of self-discipline because self-discipline is impossible without knowing things you know for example um well I'll I'll give an example of myself Mm -hmm. every time I had to I, I wanted to break a habit whether it was drinking alcohol or smoking or anything like that it helped me to know precisely why that was bad for me and how it was affecting my health for me to actually fully stop because if I was ignorant of that and I didn't know how it was affecting me, I wouldn't have that kind of clear vision on this is wrong and I shouldn't make space for this in my life. Mm-hmm. So it's the same with our character traits. If we know we have them and how they are affecting our life, then we can say, you know what, I'm done with this and I'm, I'm, I'm going to do everything in my power to control that behavior and not allow it to wreak havoc in my life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so one thing is important to become aware. So the earlier you become aware, when you start to become aware, you can start to work on it. Although there is many people that are kind of aware there are a few things you need to, like for instance, silly things like you need to exercise, yeah? Yeah, perfect, I know I have to exercise, it's good. Then maybe we find all the possible excuses in the world to don't do it. And that's part of this dark side that pull us down and don't allow us to grow. Um, And then uh, what we do is, what we need to do is actually put in action a plan. For me, discipline is putting in action a plan that you have to write it down or you need to, it needs to be something like practical and and realistic and, and not too like you know like something impossible you will achieve it but you have to do little steps so Mm -hmm. in terms of exercising as a practical example uh, me personally I like to write it down and have it visually so if I put like on a calendar and I write okay I'm aiming to do three days a week to start with and I'm starting with I don't know 15 minutes (laughs) just to start don't do something too heavy I don't know so you start with uh, 15 20 minutes and if I put it on a calendar and visually I see it that means I'm doing a kind of um, contract an agreement agree, agreement with myself that I have to go and train those three days a week and I have it in my calendar and I it's like my contract with myself I need to do this I need to go and do it that so if I visually see it and I start with 20 minutes whatever a day then I can start to maybe go a bit um beyond and do maybe 30 minutes uh, every day or add one extra day and and plan it i will do it at this time like if i'm going to work i'm doing it at this time every time that i'm going to do like i don't know monday wednesday and fridays or something like that and put it like visually because the more you make it real and write it down and visible the more you have your plan i know that we are not working that way because there's people that work differently but that can help that kind of dark side that resistance 
to don't uh, to allow you to to achieve things because only with discipline you can achieve goals if you don't like when i was writing my book i had to put down a calendar so i could see every, the days uh, that i was going to work on that and make sure that every single day i put there and like i don't know like uh, four days a week i was going to sit down for that hour at that time whether i want it or not i was there i showed up to write and it always worked and i managed um, there were a few days there were a bit, i was a bit less productive and days there were a bit uh, more but it's the little steps that i helped me to manage to achieve that goal and 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 then that means that you are in control discipline is being in control in control of these things that push you down i was talking about that resist resistance i know the book um uh, the world of art i know that you read that book uh uh, actually, I think you read it even before me, um, by Steve um, Pressfield, um, mm -hmm. where he talks about, I know that he talks about art in terms of like um, writing or anything that has to do with creativity in that sense, but it's related to the dark side in general anyway, with any aspect. Uh, he calls it resistance. Yeah, he calls it resistance. Right. And actually, I wanted to write, if it's okay, uh, read one of the... the, the, the um, the passages uh, when he just talk he just saying that uh, resistance um in other words is um anything that kind of uh, pulls you down so he says resistance will let you um will tell you anything to keep you from doing your work it will perjure sorry I, i'm not good at reading this <laughs> fabricate falsify seduce bully he will do resistance we do everything it's that kind of evil thing you know when you have the angel and the, and the thing like in the cartoons and the thing is the one is going to tell you like what's the point like we say the devil is in the detail yeah it doesn't matter don't do it like, you're not good enough anyway so why bother or oh, it's never gonna happen or it's not that important yeah oh. lie to you it's a it's a kind of realm of delusion and it's really powerful but what we have to remember is you know, light is always more powerful than darkness because what darkness actually is is the the lack of light, uh, the lack of light. So, what will help us as well when we set certain goals is to determine the kind of motivating factor. So, let's say we want to, I don't know, lose weight. So, instead of saying, "Well, I don't want to get fat." or I don't want to get sick, which is why I can't have those things. We think, I want to be healthy. I want to be strong and lean, which is why I'm going to eat those healthy things. And the energy of that is so much more inspiring than the kind of like, I can't do this because it's bad for me. And do you know what I mean? Yeah, or even like say, even like say. My ideal, which is like inspiring and you know it's good, you will be more drawn towards that than the opposite of that. Mm. And so the opposite, the opposite is very clever mm. because it's very like, uh, and it's, of course it's deceitful, but it's very clever and subtle. So it will come to you and say, oh, well, it's okay if you eat just a little bit of chocolate. What's going to do? It's just a tiny bit. And that is where is the problem because as soon as a little bit of that dark side comes in, you open the door, boom, the whole, the rest will come out soon, will come in soon. So 
is just becoming aware and numerology can really help you to understand what are your kind of negative traits and positive potential traits and positive and negative potential traits but that that will help you to kind of become aware and see oh is that what I like I tenderly like when I'm not really into myself or align or there is something wrong and, and I'm not happy with something we tend to go into the negative side and and that's when we know more about us that can help us to then keep it under control to become aware first of all because if we are not aware of something there is no point <laughs> you can mm-hmm. stay there somebody even even God can come down and tell you there's no way if you don't see it nothing can change your mind but the more you become aware um, the more you can then start to work on it and and I think it's hard work <laughs> and you need lots of courage lots of courage and well, this is the whole point it's the hard work that makes us evolve and mm-hmm. for anyone that has never heard of numerology and wants like a quick little startup I have actually done a video where you can really easily figure out your life path number and I'll give you like keywords to get you started on your positives and negatives and negatives yeah you pull both mm-hmm. yeah yeah so um why what what do you think then is the end like the the the, the real goal the 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 um, uh, what do we gain from all this hard work and and knowing ourselves what like was the the goal of all this i think the most important thing is that we gain a different perspective on life and we stop being victims we start taking responsibility for our life and that gives us so much power it makes us re- it, it makes us feel that we are in control no matter the bad things that go on when we can take accountability for those things we are in a power position so it kind of diminishes the poor me kind of mentality of why is this going on for me why is life so bad well it is bad because you're not doing anything about it Mm -hmm. so I think it just when we know ourselves we know why things are the way they are and it brings us the kind of peace even in the really tough times and situations we can have that peace of mind because we know ourselves we know how we got there and we know how we're going to get out or maybe we don't even know yet but we know the tools that will help us in figuring out what to do next and that is so freeing Mm-hmm. You know, I think the more and, and that, that's the kind of paradox of discipline is that the more discipline we put on ourselves, the more free we become as a result, because we are not slaves of the body mind feelings and our emotions and our urges. But instead, we are leading with our soul. And that kind of we become know, loyal. It's like we become loyal, like loyal workers, light workers, loyal, light workers in some way. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. we become uh, loyal because the more we connect with ourselves and our soul the more we actually connect with god and 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 if we become loyal to mm. our souls and we work with not against but with the more we can fulfill our purpose or whatever we came mm. to do in this life uh, and and i wrote an article about this um it was called the joy of knowledge 
And it was about how, I think Ibn Arabi said this, that all knowledge is essentially knowledge of God. Mm. So it is the kind of human drive to seek truth and to seek to know because it's it's the kind of it's at the core of the human condition to discover and to know and I think this is what makes humans so special because it's in a way we we can become we can come to know God through our search for knowledge and it can be even in for example things like science because we are figuring out the we are learning about the creation that God created, which makes us know more about God as a result. And the same is for us. We are creatures of God. So the more we know about ourselves, the more we become aware of God. Uh, I mean, obviously we will never know yeah, yeah, yeah. mortality, but we get those experiences of these glimpses. Mm-hmm. And-, and I think we will be even more humble because the point is not when we work in that way, we know that we don't really, we don't have, how can I say, we're not, not powerful, we're not, um, we, like, God is the, the power, kind of. And like, we are just human, you know? We're just humans, and we're here, and we accept that we are limited individuals in this life, in this world, and then, and we have to kind of do the will of god in this world if it makes sense i think humility is incredibly important and i think that state of humility of i am just a human i make mistakes i have a dark side to myself and just accepting that and being in that state of humility can actually help us channel a lot more than the kind of Mm -hmm. pride and i know everything where unfortunately a lot of scientists are you know, scientists kind of, uh, well, a lot of them, it, it has become a sort of a cult where they think they are gods because they know how things work, but yet they don't know how to create life out of nothing. Well, <laughs> and they will never know. <laughs> so, and I think that's not really, that's not pro- uh, evolution or, or progression of things. Because if you don't consider God and the fact that you are not God and you don't know everything and you need to be humble, you're really not going forward. I think you actually go backwards until then they get a point where you need to start to connect necessarily and then with, with, with God and yourself and then you can start to go forward mm-hmm. because it's, it's, it's inevitable. You, you cannot do that. You need to be... Uh, and it's because it's strange because... I think when you become humble enough to understand, and it's something that you work on always, all your life. It's not like you all of a sudden become humble and you just do everything. It's something that you work on and then always there's something more to learn. There's always the dark side that will do something you need to control. Always, always, always. But the more you can connect more with that uh, light and that power, and you're still powerful. It's not that you are not. You're still powerful, but in the way that you're supposed to be powerful. Mm-hmm. not in the way that uh, recognizing that God is God, but you're still powerful. It's a constant kind of battle. It's almost like this constant dance of 
you know, humility and pride because every time we find out something new, we get excited and we get to this point where, you know, we almost, we want to celebrate what we know, but then it becomes, it's a fine point where we can tip over to this pride of I know better than others. And then what will usually happen is that some event will occur in our life to make us humble again and that happens every single time so it's it's like a constant but because that's the point of the whole thing is coming to learn we come here to learn to experience and learn and grow so there will always be this dance i think because that's the the way to learn because if something doesn't something becomes stable like static and doesn't move how can it be growth how can it be change how can you learn so it has to be this constant Thing. that's why we will never stop learning about our dark sides how to control and because something new will come we will become good at this and then again something else come on the other side and and the more the light the more the shadow so the more we need to learn how to control it so it's a continuous kind of uh, thing but i think that's why it's so important because the more you know yourself the more you you learn for the truth it's like you know the concept of philosophy as seen in the ancient Greeks, where philosophy, uh, when you philosophize, you actually, what you do is trying to uh, go in and you are searching for truth. Mm. You're searching for the truth in a humble way. You are trying to understand and learn and become more wiser and, and, and learn about wisdom. And wow. I think that is what is about knowing yourself, knowing yeah. about you and, and, and learning about what makes you who you are and, and why and what can you do? How can you contribute? What do you need to learn? What are your lessons to learn? And so on. And the word philosophy actually means the love of wisdom, philosophia. Mm-hmm. So it comes from, from Greek and that's what it means. And well, you might say, well, what is wisdom? What does it mean to love wisdom? And the way I see wisdom is that it's, it's the laws of God, the kind of the main lessons that are present all throughout the ages, and they are always applicable to human existence mm-hmm. because they they come from beyond our realm. They come from beyond the mind and beyond the emotions. They 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 literally come from God. So mm-hmm. philosophy, in a way, is love for the truth which in a way is god mm-hmm. and for the light mm. as well like exactly. for the, the truth for the light for, mm. for god so um, yes we talk about lots of like deep stuff <laughs> here <laughs> um so what uh, maybe we can conclude by um bringing down the fly- blindfolds as we used to do and uh so what can be the fact that when we don't know ourselves as a negative thing, I can say that it can lead to um, allowing the, the dark side within and the body-mind feelings to lead. And that actually doesn't help us to, to, to grow and to act uh, in a responsible way, uh, to take, uh, to own uh, that responsibility to, to lead our lives in the ways we're supposed to, and maybe not blaming others, and maybe not, and maybe seeing reality for what it is. So when we don't um, work on ourselves, it actually leads to lots of 
not really good things you we actually get lost and is and that's why is is important but the and that's why we need to work on self-discipline and self-control and the positive sides of knowing yourself maybe you can give a little summary well again i would say it's the kind of peace and the just knowing where you are going and it's that wisdom that actually guides us and just knowing how you work so that you can control yourself and that you can to a degree control the outcomes of your life because we can't always control everything but we can influence it to a very high um high degree so also just making your life a lot better for as a result of this and it's just such a foundational thing that without it like you say everything crumbles Mm -hmm. so when we can focus on self-knowledge and just the kind of general spirit of curiosity which is so foundational to like human experience it just it makes the whole world magical when we realize how much there is to know and how little we know and how mysterious and just incredible the world is and we are and everything everything inside this reality whether outer or inner and having that balance of the two knowledges of the two different kinds the inner and outer worlds Mm -hmm. it can completely transform our life Mm-hmm. And of course, I think it's important to just add, it doesn't mean that knowing yourself and all these beautiful things and magic, it doesn't mean that it doesn't have suffering or it doesn't have um, hard work and all this stuff. Actually, this is a big component that is part of it, but it's because it's necessary for us in order to... And I think what self-knowledge gives is the acceptance of mm-hmm. those things. And being at peace with things not being perfect all the time, with there being suffering and, you know, having to go outside of our comfort zones in order to learn. Mm -hmm. All of this is necessary, but when we are at peace with it and we are not at war with what we have to do and that's inevitable, Mm -hmm. then, you know, we have so much more fulfillment in our life and another thing i think as well it gives us direction and when you get direction in life i think it's so powerful it's like you see your path things happen in the way but you still have your direction and i think that knowing is very powerful Mm -hmm. yeah perfect okay So thank you so much for listening or watching whatever you're doing. Please share, comment, like if you can. And we will see you in the next episode. Yes. Bye.